Welcome to the Confidence and Communication Podcast. I'm your life coach, Jessica Dumas. I'm a professional speaker and coach who empowers women everywhere to use their voice to take up space and change the world. My goal is to help you speak with clarity and confidence while giving you practical guidance and tools by sharing real life experiences of overcoming. So turn up the volume and grab a pen. You're gonna wanna write this down. Welcome to the podcast. I have a couple of incredible guests today and I'm super excited about this conversation. It's taken us months to book down this date and once they start chatting, you'll hear about why. These women own an incredible manufacturing company called Mini Teepee that designs, creates, and sells beautiful products that are made for everyone. They use authentic Indigenous designs to celebrate and reclaim Canadian art and culture. They support artists and they give back to their community. Their exclusive designs are woven on beautiful, high-quality, eco-friendly fabric in Italy. They design, cut, and sew all products in Gatineau, Quebec, along with an amazing team. Mini Teepee was founded in 2016 by Trisha Petura and Melanie Bernard. So welcome, ladies, to the podcast. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having us. And yes, finally nailed down that date and we're here. (laughs) I'm so happy. And to get both of you together, I don't know if you guys are always working together or if you're all often both ways, but thank you so much for taking time to be here. So where are you today? So we are talking to you directly from our uh, Quartier General. Uh, we are on uh, Algonquin unceded territories, which is also called Gatineau, Quebec, all the way from Quebec. Yes. So in our office, yes. presently. Yes. Right on. Everyone working downstairs, and Mel and I are in our office. So we usually are together, um, not in separately in our basements any longer. So <laughs> we have a nice large table that we work at. So we often collaborate and talk and plan and. But really, we work uh, alongside, but on different projects. Yeah, for sure. We each have our department. So Trish is everything that's designed. Either it's textile, product, patterns. And then I just say, I take care of selling beautiful things. So it's very easy. It's kind of like an easy explanation. We make it, Mel sells it. (laughs) (laughs) They make beautiful products, then it makes it easy to sell. (laughs) Yeah, good for you guys. I love that you have found this partnership to work together. And I can't remember now. I don't even know what year it is. We're just talking about what day is it? It's 2022. So I believe we made 2019, right? Is is part of a coaching program. So the first question that I want to ask is how did you two meet? Because it's not every day that you find a business partner that you can work with that, you know, you just, that you want to spend all your time with. So where did you two meet? Yeah. Looking at it like that, I'm like, oh, you're going to make me yeah. so emotional. That's oh <laughs> it. I'm crying on TV. Let's start our radio voices. Well, you'll know if we're kind of, uh, well, I can kind of talk a little bit about this because, uh, and then Mel will obviously jump in on in there. It was all, oh my gosh. So I'm originally from Sudbury, Ontario. And when I moved here, my, my husband's originally from Elmer, Quebec. So I moved here to start my family and I had my new my firstborn who's now 10 and I, I joined like all the classes locally because I don't speak French like here in Quebec when I first moved I'm, I've improved a little you know but uh when I moved here I joined all the classes trying to make friends and then I met Mel I joined mommy and me uh, aqua size class with our, my six-month-old so again a lot of moms were talking and I was just kind of in the background 
and I stayed after class in the small pool that you stretch out and I saw Mel she was staying a little longer and she was like super smiley. And then I stayed a little longer <laughs> and then we just started <laughs> chatting and she spoke to me in English, which was really nice. So we met with our youngest at an aqua fitness class. Yeah. Oh, and we, that's so sweet. yeah. That's kind of like the real story about it. We kind of like fast forward a lot of the times when we're, you know, doing talks with people and we don't really talk about the, the original, like, you know, we became really mom friends. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we spent some time at, you know, raising, <laughs> I, gave you know, her my, I gave her my email address because yeah. I didn't have a cell phone. <laughs> like cell phone. What's this? She's like, what am I supposed to do with this? If I want to hang out with you, send you an email. Yeah. That's, what you do. that's how you reach me. She's like, so fancy. Oh my God. That's so cool. That's so cool. That's like how we did it back then I take another voice or like you know hello (laughs) that was maybe a little uh, maybe that was like an under a secret disguise of like you not really wanting to hang out with me no (laughs) like you know I I always like I had my driver's license very late my first car very late like cell phone not too long ago it's like I don't know like it's like oh I can do without so Here's my email address. My email That's address. So cute. And then you did write me, I guess. I did. <laughs> and so I didn't answer. <laughs> a decade ago, you can get away with that. If you if you just gave someone your email address today, then that would probably be a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. But see, that's the thing with me. Like, there's oh never gosh. any other like thoughts, like second thoughts. Did you hear that? So a decade ago, we've known each other for a decade. Oh, we should celebrate that. Because it's like we when we were kids for 10. Uh, it's now true. they're 10, our young, our oldest. Yeah. Meanwhile, I so we started hanging out, and then Trish was always a very crafty person. You know, like you go to her place, I always tease her because I don't even need to know what date we are. I just look at the decoration in her house. You know, <laughs> if it's close to Easter, there's gonna be like Easter decoration. If it's close to fall, like if it's fall, oh. there's like leaves like in the house. Like she has boxes of decorations anyway. So she's very crafty. And she was also sewing like as a side, like, you know, just like to have fun as a hobby. And then I was like, oh, you know, like, have you thought of doing this? Have you thought of doing that? Like trying stuff um while sewing. And then she did. And uh-huh. I was like, look, have you seen that market? You could go. And she's like, yeah, I don't speak French. I don't care. I'll go with you. Bring the babies. It's going to be crazy. Oh, so wow. then uh, by that time, though, we had three kids, right? Like you had three kids. I had two kids and then our with our little ones. And then we did go. Uh-huh. And you were very successful. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. So no, but I really want to touch on the point where you said like when you make partner with a family or friends, it's not always that you are successful in your choices. And sometimes like you hear the stats on that of like people having run-ins with family and relationships are like completely burnt or broken because of business or money, you know, but like, I'm not going to cry, but you know, we really lucked out and they're like, Melanie and I, it's kind of like a marriage, you know, now that we're so intertwined, not only with our families, but with business and we have a really great communication and we really work well together. And like Mel said in the beginning, what really makes that even more special is because we are both have our strengths and we don't ever cross or we trust each other and we have full confidence in everyone's ability and that we're doing a 120% at all times. So um, what really keeps us strong is that our trust that we have in each other, our communication and just like our strengths and how they complement each other. That's where we really uh, are successful as a partnership. Who needs a little ticket after this, right? She's still buying some. <laughs> a lottery ticket, yeah, exactly. But no, we definitely hit the jackpot with our friendship and not all, and with our partnership as business owners. So yeah. 
it's not for every, it doesn't happen for everybody. So that's why we really did. Like when you say that hit the jack, hit the lottery. Yeah. Yeah, And I guess at the beginning, I didn't even not realize, but we're like, yeah, yeah, we get along well, but then it's true that I guess after six years of having our business, I'm like, wow, things in so many ways, like if it wasn't with Trish, you know? So uh, yeah, I guess I can say now we're lucky and it's really special. Good for you. That's fantastic because you're definitely demonstrating a model of what women in leadership and women in business can be like. So amazing. Good for you guys for doing that. So how would you describe your business now? So I did, you know, write out your bio, but how would you describe your business to someone who's never heard from you? Would you read that bio or would there be something else that you would say? It's kind of interesting to hear that out loud. And it's nice to hear actually what we're doing. And then we always hear so much feedback of what we're doing and and how people perceive our business, like in the world, I guess, through social medias or what they see what we're doing. And then, and then we're just always like heads are down, but when you read it and you see it, and then when people talk to you about um, the impact of what we're doing in the community, but really what you wrote is really what we're doing, Mm -hmm. you know, really what you read out loud is Mm -hmm. what we're doing. And um, we've had our definitely the bumps and humps and along that journey, but I feel that we're on a really great path. And that's our mission here at Mini TP is to really make the difference and, you know, connect with the community and celebrate culture and really um, have, uh, you know, celebrate artists and and have authentic Indigenous designs that people can, you know, use and and celebrate and create conversations. And with Melly and I being Indigenous and non-Indigenous, and I talk about that all the time and and it's another really great dynamic that we have is, is like my anglophone francophone and and the reach that we have with our business and, and the opportunities that are, that were presented to us just with our dynamic really makes a difference too and just like with what's happening in in Canada the, with indigenous peoples and just um, celebrating them and finding the voices and just allowing people to be um, to feel proud of who they are and their culture and I feel like we're really allowing that to happen too in the community and people are connecting with us and our products. Fantastic. Definitely. I'm like, definitely. <laughs> yeah, no, that's incredible. What would you say is your best accomplishment or your the favorite thing that you've done with your business? I'll invite you to, to each share. Well, I think for me is the impact, the idea that we're making a difference. So just starting with our kids, just to show them, you know, like they've seen us working so hard because we started like a stay-at-home mom's a business. And for four years, I guess we were staying at home while having the business. So for me, the impact we have on them, like the fact that they know that they can do everything and anything. And you think about it, then you just, it's the effort you put into it. So that's one thing. And then also the idea that we're making at a larger scale, a difference. I think that's the biggest accomplishment. And it's every day that we work towards it. You know, Mm -hmm. this is not a, like, we will not probably reach the, the the final line because there will always be new things to change but just the fact that we are part of the change mm-hmm. and part of the action this is really a great accomplishment for me yeah uh, thanks for sharing that Melanie would you say the same thing yeah so I feel that it's kind of the accomplishment of just taking the chance and like taking that opportunity to to jump and leap off that cliff you know when we were working in our basements 
just to take that chance of opening a manufacturing company that we have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> like I say that, but like, you know, we uh, just really wanted to gain more control of our business and have it under one roof. And, you know, we didn't know what that looked like, but we decided that, you know, that startup business in our basement had a lot of potential. We had a lot of passion for what we believed in and and we just made that leap. And, and just to say that now we lease like a 7,000 square foot warehouse. We have 14 staff, like that people come here every day to work for many people are happy to come and then help us like reach our, our mission and our vision as a company. And that people are along on the journey with us with the mm-hmm. same outlook and the same drive. And like ML said too, for sure, like with our kids, just opening their mind from out of that box of like, there's so much opportunity and, you know, and to be anything that you want. So yeah, I think like our impact overall in community and celebrating artists and like giving back to community, you know, it's what drives us is our impact in a whole of like our, with our children, our community in a large community, but also here locally with our staff, you know, like it's really, um, it's, it's a, our daily reminder when people yeah. come here every day for us, you know, that's when like, oh my God, like people come here to work and they, they for us, you know, it's yeah. like, it just, um, I was yeah. so proud last week we had um, a sample sale. And then when we opened up the garage door, it, there was like a lineup up to the street. But then my first reaction, I got very emotional and I was like, wait. And then I ran into the sewing room and I asked all our employees to come out. And then I, for me, it was very important that people knew who made their products, you know, who's also part of the team. Mm-hmm. And that we try to showcase them as much as we can on social yeah. media, but more often it's us, Trish mm-hmm. and I. Yeah. But then I was just like, look, and then even for them to look like there was people mm-hmm. like a lineup of people, a huge lineup, and then for them to see the difference they're making. So it was really, um, I was like, whoa, as if, as if last time, like, because we moved to a, into our manufacturer during the pandemic. So um, it was like the first time we could really organize something uh, like that, you know, post-pandemic. Like and it was really touching to see that, that, that you know, every the everyday difference we're making too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I love what you just described. It's like a dream come true. And the way that you responded and engaged your staff, that's so incredible. So when we met a couple of years ago, Uh, you were still, or you were transitioning from working at home to the warehouse. So looking back, what was the scariest part of it? And what was the easiest part of it? Like taking a home business that you've been investing everything in and taking that leap. We're investing in a warehouse. We're hiring staff. That's huge. This is huge. This is huge and scary. And then I think we had two major things uh, that helped us. First of all, this is very cliche and uh, cheesy, but we had each other. So we were able to like, it was very tiring, very like scary, but we had each other and we knew that's what we wanted. And then second, we were very naive. Mm-hmm. Like we had no idea. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. Of course, of we course. Do. why not us? Oh yeah, there was a couple of years. That I can. Yeah, there was uh, definitely. And then even... It was really touching someone who helps us, a gentleman that helps us with all our sewing machine. At one point I go to him and I'm like, why didn't you tell us? It would be so difficult. (laughs) And he was laughing. He's an older gentleman. He was laughing. (laughs) And I was like, should I punch you right now or laugh or cry? And he's like, 
you know what, ladies? I knew you were going to be able to make this happen. That's why I didn't say anything. I was like, ah. so it was a blessing in a sense that we didn't know how scary and like a full picture of For how sure. scary it would be. Would be. So For step sure. by step, it was like a little bit scary, <laughs> a little bit scary, but yeah. then we would overcome the challenges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Yeah, I think this is the biggest leap of faith we took here. For sure. But at the same time, we had no choice. It's like, it, it, you it's that or nothing, you know? Yeah. You made the decision. You got to follow through. Okay. And then and, and then you had each other. Exactly. Yeah. So that's <laughs> that's often what we say. We have each other. It's going to be fine. Aww. It's almost like, though, it's not to, it's not, like, you know, Mel says we're definitely naive in a sense that, but we are both really hard workers. So, you know, like any challenger, we're very resourceful, like, you know, like, yeah. We work in different ways, but we figure it out always. Like we almost like the challenges make us mm, strong, like stronger yeah. and, uh, and push us to, to, to be successful and succeed in that challenge. But I remember like when we left, uh, we used to outsource in Montreal at a cut and sew, like, you know, we deliver all of our fabric and we had like our stuff not in our control. And that's one of the reasons why we had the manufacturer as well is to move everything under roof. And when we broke up with this relationship, uh, it was the gentleman that we were working with and they said, oh, you guys aren't going to be able to do it. You know, he said it was almost like you guys are women, like all girls. Like it's a very guys. macho, uh, it's like a man dominated oh, yeah. place, like the uh, manufacturer, sewing manufacturer, sewing world, textile world. Mm-hmm. So wow. What? Who says that, first of all? And then it's like, hell no, we're not going to not oh, fail. Yeah, you know, exactly. like, we're going to figure it out. Don't worry. We're good. You know, yeah. and now look where we are. And we're way yes. beyond what they were capable of doing. Wow. <laughs> Obviously. Oh. Otherwise, we would have stayed there, yeah. right? No, we're definitely a solution-focused people. Mm-hmm. So I that's, think that's what yes. That's amazing. You know what? And it, it, I mean, it goes to show your your partnership, your faith stepping out in faith and being naive or not, right? You're chasing a dream. And no matter what anybody says, because there's always going to be those naysayers. And sometimes we don't hear them, but you literally heard that from someone. You're not going to make it. Wow. But you keep going. That's incredible. And told me specifically not to hire women because they go on mat leave. (laughs) Because what? They would go on mat leave. I said, we're very family oriented. That kind of needs to like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, we gotta go now, you know. But yeah, things like this that you know, um, we have a very dynamic and dynamic team here as well. So, you know, yeah. those are just one ear out the other ear. Exactly. That's right. And you you yeah. need to practice being able to let that go out the other ear, right? And not hold on to it because yeah, for sure. Uh, like mindset work, that's so important for your, your overall health in your business and your partnership and everything. So yeah, good for you. Lately, I've been thinking about the word fail and how like fail is very convoluted. There's not a lot of like, what is failure really, right? When I think back to everything that I've done in my own business, I've failed so many times, but most people don't see it anyway, right? It's only in in my head or my experience and I learned something. So is it really failure? So mm-hmm. when you like look that. back to your own experiences over the last few years, like how would you describe failure and your experience with it? Chris has um you you're doing better not with failure but you know with not having the plan totally figured out and you know go on with faith 
more than me. I'm more like, oh my God, what's happening? You know, are we failing? Maybe in my head, we failed more than in your head. You know? <laughs> I look at it like, like you, Jessica, a little bit like now it's like an, it's a mindset yeah. and, you know, you can beat yourself up a million times about like fail or like, you know, stuff has happened where you're like, oh, I should have did it like this. This happened because of me, you know, you blame, you can play the blame game all the time, but it's like the attitude and mind frame of like, I learned from that and I'm going to do better next time and it's not going to happen again. So like, that's kind of where I kind of go and it's not a fail because like, if you can't, it is a fail, but like, I like Mel, sometimes she says no one's dying, you know, she's uses that. I'm like, you're damn right. No one's dying. So like, you know, it's in the end. (laughs) I'm always a bit extreme. (laughs) (laughs) No one's dying. Everything's going to be okay. But it's just like, you learn from it. You learn from it and then it's a fail, but then it's a, it's an opportunity for being better the next time you know so mm-hmm. I don't know and definitely and in our case when we started the business and we grew the business so quickly it was such a steep thing we had to accept that we couldn't figure out everything we went from two the two of us mm-hmm. to a you know a group of 16 we had to accept that sometimes there was some loose ends like there was yeah. <laughs> just a lot and then I think with our staff um, they knew we were like good faith. So yes, sometimes there was things missing, not missing, but like things that could have been like more clear or stuff like that. But they knew they saw us and they were right in it with us. So they, they were understanding that. Yeah, you know, we understand that it's not like right now, um, the way it should be necessarily or like every, when we moved here, everything was to be written or even like what machine do we buy? Like, what's the pattern for this? And how what's the step on what machine? Like, do we have an org chart? No, we don't because it's Trish and I. So exactly. So it's kind of easy. But then when you start being also leaders, and this is like, I guess this year, we really changed our mind frame as um, like when we were working in the business and we still are working in the business, but compared to working on the business, then we really became leaders. Mm-hmm. But that was interesting. I was never like, I never figured out that my role would be to lead people. Like for me, it's like, okay, I take care of the website. I take, I take care of this, this, this. But no, now my job is to lead. Mm-hmm. How do I do that? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, interesting. <laughs> but I think that more and more I like that part of the job mm-hmm. leading. This is very inspiring that as we said earlier, that we get to have our little group and then we get they get to inspire us and we get to inspire them, you know? So Trish, I'll invite you to go next for this question. So going from working in your business to on your business, what was that like for you? Oh, it's like a trust thing because it's our baby. Like we call it our baby, but it's, we now are like understanding that a mini TP is its own identity or, you know, it's itself, but it was more, we used to wear all the hats, you know, we used to wear all those hats. So to have that trust, it took a little while, but it's defined, like, you know, we're very to find the right people to sit in the right seats. And then Mel and I are definitely able to uh, accept our limitations. And we always surrounded ourselves with people who are either better at something than us or that are going to, we're going to learn from, or they're going to be doing, you know, they're going to be doing as good of a job as we would or better, you know, like that's the goal. 
So when we bring people, we're putting them in the right seat and, and we're trusting them to do what we would do mm-hmm. in their, you know, they're in our heads are at the same level as ours, you know? So mm-hmm. we just kind of really are finding the right people and yeah, allowing ourselves to not slowly let go, but lead in a sense that it's going to work and, and establish ourselves as a business in all aspects that it's going to run. We even are saying like if everyone else left, like the goal is that Mel and I would still be able to move, go forward, you know, like that we're setting up a strong foundation. Oh, don't make me have a heart everything. attack. I can't see anybody. I don't want But in theory, it's just kind of all of these new learnings. Like every day is a new uh, it really is every day. New learnings or or you know, it's but, it's, it's challenging, yeah. but it's exciting. Like that's another good great part of the business too. But I find that it really allowed us um developing our art chart and like saying out loud what we wanted to still keep. Mm-hmm. It just allows us to focus on more of like the dreams, I guess, for the business, you mm-hmm. know. So like working in the community and like closer and like soon we're like we are starting already a project with a community nearby here. So this is really exciting. So, you know, to let other specialists do these things and then like really tackle what we enjoy. And Uh yeah, that's great. Like, it's so easy to be like a micromanager, right? Like to hire someone and watch over their shoulder to say, no, this is not how I like it. This is how I want it. And then go through all that stress. But putting your trust in your employees, like that's a huge step. And I can imagine that that's done amazing things for you. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so Mel, for you being someone who sounds like you're a little bit more practical as opposed to like, oh, just believe and trust and everything. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a final. (laughs) (laughs) Thank goodness for that partnership. But like when, when Trish is busy, you know, I imagine there's, there's a time where you're dealing with something and Trish is, she's with the kids or she's on the floor and she's doing something. How are you stepping into that faith and saying, you know, I don't know the whole picture, but I, I know that I'm supposed to be here right now. Like, what are those moments yeah. that you do? What really helps me is really to establish a plan. Even if there's some parts of the plan that are unknown, yeah. at least name them and say like, okay, this is the big picture plan because I have a tendency of like, you know, we were talking about psychic before. I'm no psychic but I try to read in the future. So this is <laughs> in five years, that decision will lead us there. Like a little bit intense person so, <laughs> in a good way or a bad way. You know, I'm just like, my brain goes there. So obviously I don't read in the future. So I don't know what's going to happen in five years. So I try to just like, when everything is um, a little bit crazy, I try to sit down, make a plan. And then like, at least I try to stick to the plan and um, this is giving me like the faith to go ahead. Even if in front of me, it's very dark. Let's say I don't really know what's on the other side, but then like, I know this is like the thing to do. So I'll go ahead and do it, you know? So yeah. And the, the very practical mind here. It's funny because Melanie's so like that and I like can't see past my nose and she's like 10 years ahead and I'm like, what? what's, what's happening tomorrow? Yeah. 
it'll be oh, fine. Wow. I was like, it's gonna be fine. Uh, <laughs> like, just give me five minutes to reflect if it's the better plan we can do, you know? And then Trish is on the floor and I'm like, okay, let's just be, let me just like focus on five minutes, you know? And then usually it works. Usually, and we bounce out of yeah. each other, you know? Sometimes yeah. Trish is like, oh, you're stressing over this. This is no big deal. And sometimes I'm like, you should stress, stress over you this. You should stress over <laughs> this. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. I love I love your partnership. I love how you guys work together. Clearly, you both really gel and you're meant to do what you're doing in running this business. So what would you say that you hope your life's legacy is? This is a big one, eh? Mm-hmm. Big words. I like that, though. <laughs> Again, like we keep talking about our kids, but like I feel like we want them to see how hard of workers that we are and that they see that they're mom and that they're, you're capable of doing anything that you want to do. I feel like just even so lots of stereotypes eh, to break yeah. even like I'm just gonna do a little um here we we told you earlier that we were going um soon to uh, visit our suppliers in uh, Italy and then uh, when when we first announced that we, that we were leaving for a trip then some of the comments we heard was like oh but you're leaving what about the kids I'm like, what do you mean? What about the kids? They're gonna be fine. They're gonna be with their dads, and like, but then like, would a would a man like a dad really hear the same comment? Like, so my husband used from, to travel. From like, I never heard. Yeah, is that where you were hearing it? Mm. No, well, uh, like a little. Like it was like you know some of the thoughts that people were having, and just yeah. the fact that we if we could just break that type of preconceived ideas with our kids yeah. and like work hard, all of this, but this is like also like women can be entrepreneur and you know they can balance and it's not because they're abandoning their you know what I mean so just that too the the fact that we're two women breaking them yeah um I feel like even just starting something like this is pretty uh, yeah has it will leave its footprint in this community I say like here in Elmer Quebec because there's really not anything like this Mm -hmm. and honestly our business is very unique in a sense that there's not a lot like this in Canada, even, you know, like of what we're doing and, and involving artists and giving back to the community and celebrating culture the way that we are and um, allowing people to access it. And especially like I speak about our dynamic again and, and how much of a reach that we have, like the two of us and for people, Indigenous and non-Indigenous to have access to mini teepee and what they offer and, and feel good about it and celebrate it and, and just like, be more aware of what's happening in the community or you know artists or the type of text that like you know just culture in a sense it's just um yeah I think that you know we're very proud of what we're doing and yeah. we're somewhat modest you know that we don't really talk about all the things that we do all the time but uh, I know that we're doing something great <laughs> so well, uh, bridging the cultures too just mm-hmm. by our dynamic and also what we're doing so before we often hear about reconciliation but I think that before reconciliation, there needs to be discussion and a will to be open. Mm-hmm. And I like to think that by offering what we offer, this is a starter. This is like a, you know, um, a starter for conversation. And then only you can maybe think of reconciliation, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that. And I also think I'm a true believer that art, needs to be a traditional indigenous art needs to be out of the museum 
So what we do is really like, yeah. like it is in a museum, but it's not just in a museum. It's still really alive. Mm-hmm. And by doing what we're doing, we're making it accessible to everyone, you know? So I think this is a great legacy too. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. So is there anything else that you'd like to share with the audience? Maybe if you think about your customers who could be listening, anything you'd like to share with them? Well, I could say that you've only seen the very first beginning of mini TP, you know, but the future will be very bright. We're already talking about new products, expansion, and um, few projects, collaboration across Canada. So this is very exciting. Mm-hmm. And as I said, maybe we can talk a little bit more about the project and the community so-and-so. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about it? You're good. You want to talk about it right now? Yeah, <laughs> that's our dynamic. I'm like Trish. The plan will be now. <laughs> like Trish, <laughs> and I and I present you, Trisha. <laughs> very early stages. That's why it's like a very early stages. But we we're um, we we're collaborating with a with an organi- a non for profit organization that reaches across um, I guess all communities. But there's a community close Kitigan ZB. It's only about two hours away from here in Quebec, and um they are it's got the project called so and so so they offer so-and-so. yeah it's kind of close like so and so but it's like sew um so they are providing the school because they do lots of programming there for, and then they're really entrepreneurship based so it's really interesting in the, the different uh, meeting beads that mediums that they work with there but uh they offered 25 sewing machines to the program so mini tp is going to be um involved in either the students coming here because there are a lot of them are interested in designing doing traditional sewing you know like creating projects and we have like a really strong team here with lots of talent and a lot of learning opportunities so the students will be coming here to see a manufacturing facility and then we can offer them some um you know, teaching techniques with sewing and some of our fabrics that they can use, some traditional, like, well, some of our exclusive designs that they can use in their design, like, you know, when they design their pieces. Uh, they did, we did a fat, we went to a fashion show that the students put on at Kid Against Evie. We were invited. So it was really interesting to see that, but it's always been like on our list to yeah. work with the community and youth. Like we really strongly believe in inspiring the youth and and you know you never know who's listening and watching but I feel that we try to be like role models not only to our staff children but I'm sure you never know who's watching and I always like we're always conscious of that so just that relationship that we're going to build in the community has always been uh, something that's part of our values so we're really excited about this project or even like this is kind of like uh, in next year but I really am excited about this one about doing uh the students there also design or draw you know their artists in a way but offering like a comp like a contest of uh, art to submit a design to have blanket woven on like you know a student's work you know so we're just looking at different projects to inspire the youth and show them that they could be successful too you know and that you know, can do it that's a kind of a cool project that's coming up and these are the types of things that we want to be working on and giving back and being uh, Melanie has lots to offer too about like business growth or all of the branding aspect of it so even that part you know like what I said oh you know it's great that we have each other and we're so lucky and that's why we value that so much because if you try to start a business it's really difficult and there's challenges and when you're one and there's so many aspects of a business like not like whether it's a service-based business or however it looks like there's there's so many um like the the social media even like for someone to do like constantly keep on my social media and then try to build their business and then maybe create products, you know, like it's so 
hard to uh, get ahead and, and move forward and grow if you're one. And I, I understand that, but um, so uh, there's a lot to, to learn and, and just to have a real like even just to realize what it looks like to become an entrepreneur and, mm. and to grow and what it looks like. Yeah. So yeah, that's the project in community. <laughs> oh, yes. and this is just the beginning too. So I'm so excited to see even like the future because as I said, I don't see in the future, even if I try. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I only want to see in the future to better plan the future. But yeah, that's another discussion. Aww, well, thank you so much for taking the time. I love watching you guys on social media. I'm going to make sure that I, I tag your website, your social media handle at mini M-I-N-I dot T-I-P-I on Instagram. You've been featured in British Vogue magazine, Chatelaine L. Is it called yeah. L Canada? Mm-hmm. Yeah, L Canada. Yeah. Like your work is beautiful. It's incredible. I'm impressed by your partnership and you've just been doing incredibly successful things and I'm so happy to know you. Oh, same. (laughs) And Jessica, like we've learned a lot from you and you've been along on this journey with us. So we appreciate you and and your support and uh, you being part of our circle. For sure. The circle is so important. We we could have talked to you about that. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. Miigwech, egose, merci. Please don't leave without hearing me tell you that you are worthy and your time is worthy, which is why I'm so happy you chose to listen to this podcast. If there was something in this message that resonated with you, please take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story and take me at jessicadumas01. Because if you found this helpful, your friends and your cousins will want to know about it. Until next time, decide you are worthy of what you want and go get it.